Welcome to Happy Hour at the Box with CrossFit Instinct, talking all things fitness, health, wellness, food, friends, and more. This episode is a continuation of my interview with Caroline Suhadalnik, who is a licensed acupuncturist and nationally certified herbalist. Part one of this podcast was on our previous episode. If you want to catch up, she gave us some great tips on how to improve our sleep. And now we're going to get into some other fun topics and really awesome tips she has for you guys. Something that's really gotten popular over the last decade or so is cupping therapy. And I think that all started when the world saw Michael Phelps with cup marks all over his back. And so many people had never seen that before. And I know that was new to me when I had seen that on him. And um, I've that's actually one of my favorite things to get done by you is to get cupping done. And it does leave almost like giant hickeys all over your back or wherever you get treated. But I love the feeling of it while I'm getting it. And then after I'm getting it, can you explain how that aids and we'll keep along the lines of working out and fitness? How does that help with recovery from workouts or injuries? Yeah, absolutely. And it's so funny you mentioned Michael Phelps, because we always joke in the clinic that he brought us so many clients. Um, it is such a great therapy. It's actually, again, it's over 3000 years old. They used to use bamboo or different types of horns where now my favorite kind is fire cupping with glass. Um, there's also plastic cups, but again, I'll, I love the, the heat component with the fire in the glass. You don't get touched by the fire. It's used to create a vacuum. So Um, there's this belief that illnesses could be sucked out of the body. That's kind of how cupping came about. It loosens your muscles. It increases your blood flow. It can sedate your nervous system, which will get you out of that fight or flight mode and make your body more relaxed. So it's really good for high blood pressure, anxiety, fatigue, rheumatism, stiffness, and it can also help with cellulite. So the reason that it feels so nice is because it creates a reverse pressure and it can actually draw up almost four inches of your skin and it helps to loosen up your fascia, which is, uh, it wraps around our muscles. And if our fascia is tight, we're not going to move really well and we become constricted. So with the cupping, the biggest thing it can help do is increase your circulation and decrease stagnation that's in the body. So similar to a hose that can get uh, knotted up or get some kinks in it and the flow's not coming out too well, once we unknot it, the hose will be great again. It works fine. So that's what happens in our system. We get these knots or these constrictions, which can be physical or energetic. And by loosening them up, we get this rush of blood flow to our system and that creates more oxygen in the body which creates better recovery. And again, looser muscles, our joints feel better with fire cupping. There is this component of heat that goes into it, which heat is very beneficial for healing any type of injury, um, and keeping the muscles healthy. So the, the marks that you see from the cupping is because there's local stagnation created 
in that spot. So this blood that hasn't been flowing very well in this skin that's been tight around the muscle gets pulled up into the cup and held there for a certain amount of time. And once it's released, it's a lot looser, new blood will rush in. And this blood that has been stagnant and these toxins that have built up because of a lack of flow can finally move. So some people may have dark purple spots that come up. Some might be really red. Some people might not get any spots at all. And that all helps us uh, or me as a uh, practitioner to see what's been going on in your body. So the darker the color usually means that there's not been a lot of oxygen in that area. It's an old injury. Things haven't been flowing well there for a while. It's old stale blood. This bright red blood shows that it's maybe something newer that hasn't been there for too long, possibly some heat that's been stuck in the body. Um, and then for some other reason, if no color comes up, um, it could be that this person eats really well, recovers well, and things aren't too stuck in the body. Or it can mean that this patient is very deficient and there, there's not enough blood that can be pulled up to the surface to move as well. So again, by questioning other things, we can get to the root cause of it. And the cupping therapy is huge. That's awesome. So it can help you overcome injuries, tight muscles, soreness recover faster from the workouts because it's promoting circulation. Yes. Yep. And it also increases your immunity, your immune function, because it does cause some micro trauma in that area, just like exercise. And it forces your body to, to find its resources, to keep that immune system strong and fight off what's needed. That's so fascinating and amazing. And I, I don't know. I just, I love getting it done. It's such a good feeling. It's one of those things that there's some spots that are really painful. Like my glutes are really painful, especially when you do the sliding cupping on them. But, um, other than that, it's such a good hurt. I wouldn't even say it hurts. It just, it's, I don't know how to explain it, but if you guys haven't been cupped before and you're curious to try it, I would highly recommend it. It's just such an amazing feeling. And you feel like you just did hours of yoga when you get done, you feel so good. As far as injuries go, how, what's the benefit of acupuncture and herbs to help treat sports related injuries? So we actually have herbs that promote the healing of bone, um, which is very fascinating and also connective tissue and muscle different organ systems that we recognize have an affinity for the bones, the muscles, and the tendons. And by using different acupuncture points that have different actions and different herbs to complement that, it adjusts how your body is responding to the injury by lowering inflammation, creating better circulation to that area, lowering swelling, and again, promoting the actual healing of the bone or the tendon or the muscle, whichever has been injured. And what's great about the many actions of different points and herbs is that there's also a, a, a tendency for them to calm your mind or what we would say is calm the Shen, which is like your consciousness, your mind. 
and a lot of times when we're injured, it creates this stress in our body that we may not totally recognize, but knowing we have an injury, especially if you're an athlete and wanting to work out, right. It can be annoying to have, you know, your wrist hurt or your ankle bothering your knee hurt. So by using acupuncture and herbs, it gives your body a chance to really relax and let your body heal. That's the great thing with acupuncture and herbs. It promotes self-healing. It lets your body correct itself. And it's just a, a tool for your body to recognize and give the ability to correct what this imbalance is. So when you say herbs, of course, since I've had years of experience of taking herbs from you guys, from, you know, Chinese medicine. Is this like, for people who don't know, is this like basil and garlic and, you know, what kind of herbs do you guys use? (laughs) Thank you for clarifying. That's a great question. So there are some herbs that we recognize that a lot of our Western world uses. So yes, garlic uh, turmeric, you know, there's the, there's these Western ones that are big, but our pharmacopoeia has a lot of its, obviously its root in China. So we use a lot of dried twigs, stems, uh, leaves. We use the whole plant. We use the dried flower seeds. So this can range, I think. in So at the uh, clinic that I work at, at T-Bird Med here in Phoenix, we have over 200 raw herbs and raw herbs being the dried form of a plant. And there's different ways that you can take them. So we can give you this raw form that you go home and you actually cook um, in water, you boil it, and then you strain it and drink it as a decoction. But as time has gone on, um, cause that's a little, you know, not everybody has time and patience to do that. So there are other forms of pills and granules that have been safely made so that we can consume them more on the go. Um, But some of the other herbs, you know, I could go down a huge list of ones that people may not recognize, Um, but ginseng, cinnamon, you know, there's some more simple ones, but a lot of them are actually in the form of like the root or uh, the flower that's, that's, taken apart a little bit differently than what we're used to. And the dosage of it is so much different than what you would see it like a, the teas that are on the shelves in a store. Um, different doses do different things. So we have to know how to dose it properly for the person where like a part of an herb could do one thing and this other part could really damage something. So being able to recognize all the properties of these herbs is very important. And of course, if anybody's ever interested in taking them, it's good to talk to somebody who has a background um, or education in it because you can, they're very, very beneficial, but if you use them wrong, you can shift your body potentially the way that it's not supposed to go. Yeah. I think at first for me, when I was getting recommended to take some herbs to help with issues that I had, I was a little bit doubtful because I was thinking, you know, this, this looks like a witch's brew of (laughs) twigs 
and leaves and stems and weird things that I'm putting together that smells so weird when I boil it and I, it doesn't taste good. But then when you really step back and think about, you know, the cultures where we used to hear about back in the day, you know, in the forest, they'd go and find this plant to wrap around a wound to heal it or um, drink this concoction to get over the flu. And, and even thinking about, you know, psychedelic mushrooms are out there and how powerful those are, or even marijuana. So it's like, it may seem at first, like, how is this going to actually treat your body and change your hormones or your organs? And, but then when you really stop and think about it, it's very well known that plants are so strong and so powerful when you find the right ones and use them correctly. One thing that I like to share in regards to how powerful it is, I was having problems with my menstrual cycle where I was having my period probably every two to three weeks. And it was so debilitating that I couldn't work. I would have to get somebody to coach my classes. And I remember laying on the couch and being so out of it from having such bad cramps that I literally, I couldn't even watch TV because I was so consumed by the pain. And I remember almost fainting when I would stand up because it was just so horrible. And I remember you had directed me towards Chrissy, who is who you work with now, which is so cool. Yes. Um, <laughs> She's amazing. That she got me on herbs and within nine months, my cycle had been regulated. I didn't have those horrible symptoms anymore. And this was all just from drinking a tea every night. And it was just so incredible because my experience before with treating that was getting on birth control. And mm -hmm. that was the only way that I had known to take control of something like that. And I had gotten off birth control when I was 22 because I started to do the research on the side effects of it. And if you really look into that, it's terrifying. It's and I didn't scary. put myself at risk for that. And I knew someday I might want to have kids and that that could really impact my chances of doing so. And even risks of cancer down the road. So I didn't think you know, it was worth it. So I seeked out other options and that just blew my mind that drinking a tea that was formulated for me and my issues going on could completely change me. And that changed everything for me. You know, that's, that was a week less, that was probably what one week out of every three, three and a half weeks, I was pretty much debilitated. That's crazy, you know? And I know so many women put up with that and have to continue to function through that. And I'm not trying to make this into a women's health talk, <laughs> but I just want to show how powerful it is and yeah. I that you can treat fertility issues. You can treat men who have problems along those mm -hmm. same lines. Um, so it's not just this thing that's for sleep and muscle recovery. It's just the whole idea of it is amazing. And that actually 
I feel like I just am going in all different directions here, but I remember you telling me and reading about how in the Eastern culture over like in China, they were using this type of treatment, the herbs and acupuncture and all of the things wrapped up with that to help treat COVID. That was so cool to see too, because you know, we would never think to do that here. So something else that I did want to bring up is, you know, along the lines of COVID, but cold and flu season is here. What, what's some things we can do? Simple things to protect ourselves or build up our immunity to that. Yeah, that's a great question. Good insight. And again, since we look at everything as patterns, it's interesting to see how people manifest with different uh, flus and colds. So some people get very ill. Other people might just get like the sniffles for a day. So no matter what the case is, boosting your immune system is the number one way to combat that. And our immune system in Chinese medicine has a lot to do with our lungs. And again, this the view of the lungs is more of how symptoms express themselves and the nature of the, the lungs. The lungs are our defensive system. It's the organ that's closest to the external portion of our body. It manifests on our skin and in our breath. So keeping a breathing practice is important whether that is five minutes a day or while you're working out um, or if you're just outside or inside doing some conscious breathing increases the health of our lungs, which in turn increases our immune system. Conscious breathing can just be sitting there for a minute, listening to your inhales and your exhales. You can do nasal breathing, alternate nose nasal breathing where you plug one side and switch to the other every time you inhale and exhale. Any type of practice to get you connected with your breath. Something else that you can do is, uh, especially during the colder seasons, is making sure that your feet are always warm and your ankles, um, making sure that your belly is covered and warm, and making sure that your neck is covered and not exposed to wind. In Chinese medicine, the neck is what we call the wind gate. And wind has this wind has this nature that goes in and it can penetrate our system, weaken our immune system and cause things to stir up just like it does in nature. And when it attacks us, especially through the nape of your neck, and that shows when we're getting a fever, usually your neck gets really stiff, we kind of get cold. So keeping that covered is big to keep you from getting sick. You want to keep your feet warm because so many different channels run through our ankles and our feet. And just like a tree, it's our roots. So we want to keep those warm and nourished. If they're cold, these channels that run through our body can go to like our kidneys, our spleen, our liver, and those always want to be taken care of and nourished and warm. So it reflects one and the other. Again, going into winter, winter's all about the water element. And with the water element, we want to match how these seasons are flowing. So we want to have more soups, more broths, um, drinking teas instead of coffee. 
Um, coffee is very drying to our system. So making sure that you're limiting your amount, you don't want to take in too much. Having any type of herbal tea that's very nourishing that keeps our system uh, from being too dry and it is drier in the winter. So again, we always want to counterbalance what's going on um, and making sure you're getting enough greens. I know that that's always a go-to for health, but there's a reason that's always the answer to stay healthy is keep your, keep your greens high. Ginger tea, going back to ginger is very important. That's very warming for the system. And it does have an effect that keeps viruses at bay. So by drinking that, you're automatically boosting your immune system. That's great. I, you got me into ginger tea and I just get actual ginger root, which is so cheap and easy uh -huh. to find at the, any grocery store. And I just chop it up and put it in my tea kettle, boil the water. And then I just pour the tea out there. And, um, sometimes I even have just got a Mason jar and put chopped up fresh ginger in there. And I just let it sit for hours and then I'll drink that like in my shaker bottle at the gym. And it's amazing how warm and spicy that is. And it, it's, it feels kind of good in my stomach. Like it warms my stomach up and, um, that's really helped out a lot of my digestive issues too, which is a whole nother subject, but yeah. can I piggyback off that real quick? Yeah. When you said that you feel it warm up your stomach, something I learned from one of my, uh, acupuncturists was that when there's too much cold in the stomach or if your uh, digestion is poor, there can tend to be too much cold in the stomach by eating too many raw foods, too much dairy, too many fruits that aren't, that don't agree with us. So what our body does, it's going to create a protective layer around our stomach to try to keep it warm, which in Western world is fat. Um, so if our bellies are cold, it's going to try to keep it warm and fat is very insulating. Fat is warming. So one, from my experience, when I started drinking ginger tea more regularly, I actually noticed a shift in my physical structure of my stomach, um, the area of my like triceps that was always cold too. And my skin, it made a big difference. So um, yes, it's good for your digestion and immune system, but it all can also aid in many other areas of our metabolism. That's so amazing and interesting. Wow. Yes. So if we want to lose fat, all we have to do is drink ginger tea. <laughs> if just, only it was that easy. <laughs> I know. I know. And then I think that's so cool too, because I feel like it's such an old wives tale that you know, bundle up before you go outside or you're going to catch a cold. And I remember thinking, I was like, there's no way that's true. Like, wouldn't it be good to challenge our immune systems to go out in the cold? And it seems like from what you're saying, that's definitely not the truth. Is there, I mean, what, what happens if you do do that? Maybe you have the mindset of, oh, I'm not going to wear a coat or, you know, I'm going to tough it out in the cold. What does that, so that does increase your chances of getting sick? Yes. So we have different views on illnesses. So there can be manifestations from what we say is like a wind heat, 
when cold. So cold, since the seasons are colder, is usually what affects our body. And if we have a propensity of our body being cold, we're more likely to get attacked by that. So um, what can happen is your nose is constantly runny or dripping. You might get a cough. Again, lungs. Um, you get more mucusy, tired, because your body is trying to fight this off. And eventually, yes, your body can get too much cold that penetrates inside, and that can cause constriction in your blood vessels. So, lack of flow, cold fingers, cold toes. Um, it can go as far as like sexual reproduction. There can be cold in the uterus. Um, males can have issues with impotence and headaches. It can manifest as so many different things. Even if you just take time to feel different areas on your body, what feels hot, what feels cold, different spots correspond to different channels. And we use that as a diagnostic tool, especially on the stomach. Um, a lot of people have a cold lower belly and cold lower back, and that is just a lack of circulation. So um, that is all manifestations of a lot of what an attack of cold can bring. Wow. That's really neat. I feel like my butt cheeks are always cold. Yes. Yep. And there's stuff that we do for that as well. We can do a lot of work actually around the belly button for that. Hmm. <laughs> That's amazing. The last thing I think we get a lot of people and even myself who get sore joints and that could be from so many different things causing that you know some people it might be related to injuries or overtraining some people it could be the alignment of their body or maybe they eat a really poor diet that just makes them feel like junk maybe they're dehydrated is there something no matter what the cause is that we can do for sore joints. Drink enough room temperature water, no ice, no ice. That is one of the biggest changes and a pretty easy, cheap change that people can make. Again, ice causes constriction. Constriction can lead to sore muscles, poor posture, poor movement, poor mechanics. So taking out ice is a very good answer. And if you are craving ice, how come, you know, there's a reason why you may be craving ice where some people don't have an issue with it. So again, taking these steps towards discovering maybe why you're craving it. Um, but being able to take that out is probably the biggest change that people can see. A lot of times low back pain is caused by dehydration. Again, our kidneys lie there. Kidneys are all about water, water metabolism. So making sure that you're drinking enough water. And if you're not, if you find yourself having a really hard time drinking water, moving your body is very important. A lot of times that means that there's some dampness that's in your body. So if you imagine uh, Illinois in the middle of the summer, it's super damp, super humid. And it just feels like groggy, nothing. You don't want to move fast. So that's going on in your system. And even just dry, like getting a, one of those shower brushes and dry brushing your body, something as simple as 
massaging your own body or like doing light taps or slaps around it will get your system to move that dampness out um, and make it easier for you to drink some more water. Hmm. So maybe for people who don't understand that, what, so when you're dehydrated, you're damp? No. Um, if you have a hard time drinking water, some people maybe only drink 20 ounces a day just because it, they just feel so like bogged down. Like when they drink it, they just feel heavy. So if you are having that sensation of extra heaviness in the body or a hard time drinking it, there is this, it could be because you do have some extra uh, dampness in your system. And dampness is a, like a Chinese medicine term for symptoms going on. Yes. So there's different, what we say is evils that can attack or be present in the body. And when there's too much dampness, it's because our circulation of water isn't moving the way it's supposed to. It's like a, it like in nature, how swamps are, there's not a lot of water moving through there. It's just kind of murky. And the same thing can happen in our body. That makes sense. So it's things are kind of sitting, not moving, and they're not hydrated enough where like a waterfall has water flowing through it so much. Everything moves well. Yes. That's a good comparison, but yeah, absolutely. Make sure we're not getting confused with the, the terms. Cause that I could see how that, that might be confusing to some yes. people. Okay. So, so sore joints would be drinking room temperature water, avoiding the ice water. Uh-huh. And avoiding dairy as well is very big for joint pain. Okay. Any kind of dairy? All dairy. Dairy, dairy. talking about dampness, dairy creates dampness. So phlegm, Mm. um, if you think about, you know, what dairy looks like, it's or cottage cheese, yogurt, you know, it looks like (laughs) mucus-y and it creates that in our system. And that is not good for our circulation. Wow. Food is definitely powerful. I could add in, uh, for sore, sore joints, mm-hmm. turmeric and ginger again are really good. I know turmeric's kind of been more on the rise in social media and on news about being very healthy and it, it is really good for you. We use it a lot in our formulas for, uh, pain relief and circulation. So people could just do the same type of tea like they do with the ginger root. And some people might not know turmeric looks almost identical to ginger, but it's bright orange. Yes. Yeah. The best way to do it is buy raw turmeric, chop it up, boil it in water and drink it. Um, You can use it in cooking, but the amount that's needed to feel relief, I believe is a little bit higher than what we would typically season our food with. Mm -hmm. Those are a lot of really good, simple, easy changes. I think people could make in their daily life to see huge improvements, whether it's for their sleep, their digestion, joint pain, improving your immune system and trying to avoid cold and flu. And hopefully maybe excite some people to look into acupuncture and cupping. And I know now that you're done studying and being stuck, you know, with your routine with 
schooling, you're free a little bit more. And now you can a hundred percent dive into your practice, which I want to make sure people know that Caroline has been interning since day one, where typically people who go through this schooling and program don't start interning until really late into the program, or even they don't really start doing a whole lot of work with this until they're completely done. And Caroline was able to find someone to take her under their wing. It was even before you started school. So she's almost has all this experience of school. Plus it's almost like you've already been out in the workforce for (laughs) four and a half years with this, which is amazing. But if people are interested in this or have questions with this, do you do, I mean, you're out in Arizona, I guess I didn't really mention that at the beginning, but can they do online sessions with you, phone consults with you? Are you coming to Illinois anytime soon so people could get these other services from you in person? Or how do they go about working with you or getting help from you? Because I know you've helped me a ton in person and from distance. And there's probably about 10 people at least from CrossFit Instinct who have also worked with you. Mm -hmm. Yes, I do take online appointments and I was doing strictly nutritional coaching uh, before I was licensed to do this. Now that I'm licensed, I'm able to include herbal therapy with it as well. So that is easy to do on the phone. Um, I am taking appointments for that. And that is just through my clinic's website, which is tbirdmed.com. If you follow me on social media, I'm usually reposting all of their stuff. So it's easy to contact through there as well. I'm also available directly through my own email, cjsuhad7 at gmail.com. And um, you can just shoot me a quick message and we can get something set up either nutrition wise or herbal therapy. And my goal when I am coming back home is to get licensed to practice acupuncture in Illinois and be able to come home for an extended amount of time to be able to see people, you know, for a few sessions and hopefully get things uh, back in line. So I could practice in Illinois and out here in Arizona. Well, that's great. So people can really still benefit with working from you hugely from a distance. And you can even, Caroline sends me herbs all the time to help me with, you know, different things that I might be going through or want a little boost of. And, you know, she's been great to help me with, I'm still breastfeeding to make sure that things are safe to take while I'm breastfeeding. And it's sometimes really simple right now. I'm just taking a root that uh-huh. is just helping me feel a little bit closer to a hundred percent and helping me with little things that I just were keeping me from feeling a hundred percent and supporting my body. So it's not always these crazy concoctions of 20 different herbs, but sometimes it is too. So it's been really nice to be able to still get help from you and work with you even from a distance. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun because working with people who I know so much about can be hard sometimes. However, it can also be very beneficial and same thing goes with people I don't know. And it's been so fun to see you change, but also 
um, people I've worked with, and even myself, I always like to try things on myself as much as possible before promoting them. Um, I like to experiment. So there's usually nothing that I recommend that I haven't tried and really gone through all areas of before recommending. That's great. We'll probably have to do a part two of this or part three or part four. Uh, once I decide <laughs> if this will be one podcast or broken up into many, but we'll have to host you again, because I feel like we've only skimmed the very surface of TCM, the traditional Chinese medicine. And I think there's so much more that we could go into and so many more questions that you could answer for all of our clients to help us on the journey to great health. And that's what our gym is all about. We want people to be fit and happy, but the bottom line is we want everyone to have great health for their entire lives. And what you're doing completely complements that 100%. So I really appreciate you taking the time to talk about all of this, clarify some things, give your opinion, give your advice. And I know because how much those simple tips have helped me out, I know it's going to help more people out. So thank you for doing this for all of us. And I can't wait to pick your brain for even more. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. It was so fun to talk about it and I could talk for hours. So yes, let's do some more. <laughs> Great. Well, guys, don't hesitate to reach out to Caroline. She's all pumped up and excited now that she can take on as many clients as she can handle. So reach out to her. And if you're a little timid or shy, reach out to me first and I can definitely point you in her direction. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Make sure you follow us on Facebook and Instagram, subscribe to our YouTube, and get a hold of us if you'd like to get our gym emails. Stay in the loop of all things instinct.